Praise God. God is going to do a new thing for 2019. Uh, last week we talked about resolutions versus commitments to God. Well, we as Christians, we don't make resolutions because resolutions are something we try to accomplish in ourselves. I mentioned how some 40 plus years ago when I tried to stop smoking, every year I made a resolution to stop smoking. And on January 2nd, I was smoking. So it was very unsuccessful. Well, until the Lord stepped into my life and made pipe smoking totally repugnant to me that I gave it up without any nicotine withdrawal or anything. So God is indeed our source. God has a plan for us in this new season, 2019. But as usual, let's see what the word of God has to say about that. You can't go by my word, but go to Isaiah 43. Isaiah chapter 43. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 43. We're going to start with verse number 18. Thank you, Jesus. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Underline, I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the, deep, in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. So God is saying that he's going to do a new thing, and it says also that he shall bring waters in, in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Anything in your life that is a dry place, anything that you're struggling with, any issues that you're going through, for right now, that is your particular wilderness. And we all have wildernesses in our lives. Those wildernesses are time when we are wanting for something, where we have an issue, where we have a problem. And God is saying he will provide waters. He will bring refreshing to that. So look forward in 2019 that God is indeed going to do a new thing in your life. God has a plan for you in this new season. God has many blessings in store for you in this new season. Last week, we also talked about imagining how it would be not to just receive blessings in 2019, but think about what it would be like to actually see and experience mind-blowing blessings and miraculous things happening in your life. If you think that you've been blessed now and that God has been doing good things in your life now, imagine what it could be and what will be in 2019. All of, all of God's promises, all of his blessings and the new thing are yours for the taking. They're here. Remember that they're yours for the taking. But you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. And no one, no one, absolutely no one can thwart your destiny. No one can thwart your blessings with God but you. Only you. You're the only one in all of creation that can thwart or hinder your blessings for 2019. Only one. Each of us has a choice. We have a choice on whether or not we say yes to Jesus Asking Jesus to come into our heart was only the first step that you took in life in your Christian walk. Asking him to come into your heart was only the first step. But there's a lifelong journey before you, a lifelong journey of trusting him and saying yes to all that he has for us. There will be moments when you might doubt God. Let's be real. There may be moments that you might doubt God or wonder why he is asking you to give up something. I wonder why he's asking you to take a particular journey. There are times that we may doubt him. But take time to look at all that he has done in your life. Take time to look at how he has blessed you for following him. 
Take time to look at and let your faith, your faith rest on his word and his promises to you. But you can thwart God. You can thwart God for what God has in store for you by not sticking to what God's word tells you. By not sticking to those words. You have the ability, you know. God is all powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's all knowing. He's ever present, omnipresent. But with all of his power, guess what? Because of the way he set up the system, so to speak, we can tie his hands. We can put him in chains, as powerful as he is, if we're not being obedient to him. You can thwart God's will for what he has in store for you by not sticking to it. How is this possible, you may say? Well, Pastor, how can we thwart, how can we hinder God's will? How can we change what God has in store for us? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Here are some ways, here are some things that we can wind up doing that can thwart God's will for our lives and God's blessings. To start with, we can thwart God's will by losing patience. Let's go to Habakkuk 2. Thank you, Jesus. Habakkuk 2, 3. Habakkuk 2, 3. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Habakkuk 2, 3. And you're familiar with these scriptures, I'm sure. We'll start with two, but I mainly want to focus on three. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So here we see that, oh, that it is talking about an, an appointed time and a vision. We have to wait for those things that God has in store for us. We have to wait and be patient for it, you know. You ever, you ever sit and wait for a, a train or for a plane or something? You look up at the board and it's like three hours, four hours out. And if you keep watching that plane, watching that board and looking at the clock and so forth, the time just ticks by, just ticks by. Because right then at that time, the goal in our vision is to get on that plane and to go wherever it is that we're planning to go. However, if during that time that you're waiting, you attend to other things, you do other things and you take your mind off of that immediate goal and you focus on other things that are around you, the next thing you know, you hear that announcement that is coming over the loudspeaker. Boarding time for flight 123A. Well, so it is in our Christian walks. We have a vision of God. There's something that we're praying for, and it seems like it's just taking forever. The more you keep going back to going back and going back and going back, the time just seems to go more slowly. So we need to get off of that and do the other things that God is telling us to do. Just stay focused on the other things that God is telling us to do. And then surely one day, lo and behold, that vision, that one thing that you're holding on to so dearly for, will all of a sudden come into reality. It will be manifested within your physical realm. So one way you can thwart his, his, uh, his uh, blessings for you is by not being patient. patient. Let's go to Isaiah 55. We oftentimes, you know, we start thinking about what is it that I can do to speed up the process. Well, let me go and let me check back. Well, it isn't here yet. is isn't there yet. And we start. And then all that does is it brings discouragement and it brings doubt. 
That airplane's never going to arise. It must have gotten snowed in in Cincinnati. It's not going to ever get here. And you start getting more and more negative. So what if we just keep holding on? Verse number, starting with uh, verse number 8. 55 verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down in the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and, bre- and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. Put a bracket around all of verse 11. So shall be, so shall my word be that goeth from, forth from my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So you've been praying for what God is about to bless you with in 2019. It's going to come your, come your way. And remember what he's saying there in verse number eight. My, uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts. You, you don't think like God. The things that happen in your life many times when we're praying and hoping and believing for something, the things that happen, the things that seem to set us back, does not make sense to us at all. Okay? But God does not think the way we think, nor does God know the outcome. Then it says also, his word cannot return unto him void. So if God is going to bless you with something, what God is sending forth by his word cannot return to him without it fulfilling that which he sent it forth to do. So God is going to bless you in 2019, but you've got to learn to be patient. God does not think the way we think. So many times, you know, you, you, you know, we want to bring God down to our standards so, that, so that, that we can make God think like us. Well, no, 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 that'll never happen. So we have to learn in 2019 to stand strong and to hold on. Okay, we go to John 16. Go to John 16. John 16, uh, verse number 20, uh, 32. Okay, starting with verse 32, John 16, verse 32. And it says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and you shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do you have issues that come up in life? Yeah, you do. We all do. Don't think because I stand behind this pulpit, I have any less challenges than you. I probably have more challenges because the devil would love to shut me up and stop me from preaching. Amen. But Jesus said you will have tribulations. So that means just because something goes wrong in your life or something doesn't appear to be realized by you or doesn't appear to be happening right on your schedule, don't think that God has forgotten about it or that God has put it aside. Jesus said, 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 have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. So you always have Jesus. Jesus is greater than any tribulation that could come upon you. Jesus is greater than any disappointment that you might have. Things didn't come when you thought it would. You didn't get that raise when you thought you should. You didn't get that promotion when you thought you, th- you should. Jesus is greater than all of that. And remember, God doesn't think the way you think. Maybe you don't see it right now, but it's there. God's word cannot return to him void. And his word is that you're a child of his, so that means that he's going to give you blessings. He wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to just move on upward, not downward. Remember that. Okay? You are, you are an inheritor of the one that owns the universe. 
So don't get discouraged if you don't see things happening right now. But the way that you can thwart the blessings is indeed by losing patience. The one thing that we can also do, another way we can thwart it, is by trying to make things happen ourselves. Go to Proverbs. Okay? We don't want to thwart God in in 2019 here. Proverbs uh, 16. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and more importantly, we don't get, a, get want to get ahead of God. We want to make sure that we're, we are in step with whatever it is that he has planned for us. Proverbs 16, starting with verse number 1. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirit. All of the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. The focus here is on the verse three. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Don't thwart God's blessings on you, upon you or about to overtake you by trying to do things yourself. Many times, you know, when we're praying for something and hoping for something and things don't seem to be happening, right away we start thinking, of, well, who do I know in that department? Who do I know in that part of the state? Who can I contact to make this happen? Who, what kind of contacts do I have? You see, well, that's you trying to do it yourself. Committing your way into the Lord, as we said during the New Year's Eve um, service right before New Year's there, was that committing to the Lord means that you are turning something entirely over to him. You've heard the term, I had to commit someone who was mentally ill. I had to commit them to the state institution. Committing that person means that I can no longer manage this person myself. I can't do it myself. So I'm going to commit them where those with the ability, those with the authority, those with the talents can, 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 um, can, can minister to that person, if you will. Committing things to God is you finally saying to yourself, I can't do it. I cannot make this thing come to pass. God, I give it to you. I commit my way to you. You may want to read Psalm 37 on your own and read through that. It gives you a very good account of what we need to do to commit things to God. So in 2019, the things, the hopes and the dreams, the things that you'd like to accomplish, the things that you need in 2019, stop trying to do it, to do it yourself. Commit it to the Lord. Any actions that you need to take, God will tell you. Okay? If God needs you to call your congressman so-and-so, that may not be such a good idea these days. But anyway, whatever, whoever it is God may tell you to call, it'll be God telling you to call. And you better believe that, 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 that something is in the works and being planned. But don't go doing it yourself. You'll find you'll be, feel a whole lot less stressed out if you stop trying to make things happen by yourselves. Commit it to God. You can also thwart the blessings in 2019 that God might have by conforming to this world. And others that are in our lives. Go to Romans 12. Romans 12. Romans chapter 12. Praise the living God. Romans 12, verse number 2. Romans 12, verse number 2. No matter, let's just start with, uh, start with one. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. I hope everyone gets there. Praise God. 
I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The operative words there are, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Underline that. Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Being conformed to this world, and we touched on it in, in depth uh, last week, I won't get back too much in, but being formed, conformed to this world is by you following after, trying to do what others around you are doing. That's being conformed to the world. That's particularly dangerous if those that you are trying to, to, to mimic or to be like or to do like or take advice from are not children of God. That's particularly dangerous. So in 2019, don't be so heck bent on going along with the, with the people in the office, going along with the people in the neighborhood, going along with people in the family. Maybe maybe they're guiding you in a direction that you don't need to be going. Make sure that you are aligned with God. You got to think about those even that are around you, husbands, wives, cousins, nephews, nieces, and so forth. Be not clear. You get to the point in 2019 that you are connected to God and that you're willing to do only what God is instructing you to do. Sometimes even family members, and a good example of that is in uh, David and Goliath. When David, when David presented himself to the king and said, I will go forth, Israel was so frightened by every time Goliath came out and threatened them that, that no one wanted to fight him. David said, I'll do it. I'll do it. And what did his brothers say? His brothers told him, what, you scrawny kid? You're nothing but a shepherd. You go back and tend the sheep. These were his brothers. They weren't there to give him, cheer him on and to pray for him. You see, so we have to be careful here who we are following behind in 2019, who we are conforming to. All right. OK. Anyone that is going to lead you astray and lead you away from the word of God, you want to keep at arm's length. Do you want to pray for them? Yeah, yeah, you should pray for them. But keep them at, long, at, at arm's length so that they are indeed not guiding you and not making you conform to them. We can also thwart our uh, blessings in 2019 by not obeying, quote unquote, the message. Go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter. One Peter. One Peter chapter two. Okay, we're going to start with verse number nine. Now, this is an area. This is an area in our lives that we as Christians many times overlook. We just don't think about it because it's not a part of quote unquote. Uh, everyday life, so to speak, that we Christians would think about. But it's something that you can inadvertently thwart and hinder God's blessings if you wind up falling into this trap. Okay? 1 Peter 2, starting with verse number 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your good works, which they shall behold glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves 
Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Verse 14, uh, verse 13, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. The point being here in modern times, and this is where I'm speaking concerning the word of God. I'm not waxing political here at all. But this is saying that God's will is for us to obey the governments, the governance of man. In this particular case, he's talking about the king. We Christians, regardless of what party is in charge, regardless of who's on top at the present time, God says we have to obey the ordinance and the laws of man. The only time we as Christians do not obey, obey those that are in charge be it the president, the governor, or anyone else, is if any of those individuals, any, any of those governances, any of those individuals or, or groups are having us to turn away from the will of God. That is the time that we do not obey. But God is very, very strict, very, very keen on that we should obey those that are in authority over us. So as such, we have to say to ourselves that whoever is in power, regardless of what party is in charge, that whoever is in party is in that, is in that party, whoever is there, that we have responsibility of, of, of supporting and being, and being uh, uh, obedient to that unless they are taking us away from the word of God. Okay? Because you have to stop and remember too and just think this through if you want to be logical. If God is the one that's in charge... Why did God permit that person to be put in office? If God is in charge, regardless of, I'm, I, I'm not getting political in any particular party, whoever is there, God is in charge. So why would God let that person be, it's for his purpose, forever that purpose may be. But we as Christians, many times, we get caught up in that, yes, you get incensed, you start watching TV and you read the news and you see what's going on. What we should be doing as Christians is praying for that individual, but not so quick to jump up and start, and start, and start propagating or, or instigating things to tear down the government. Because God said that we have to be responsible. We have to be obedient to that, unless they're telling us to go against God, as Daniel did. When Nebuchadnezzar was telling, trying to force him to, fall, to worship that statue that he put up. Obviously, that was against God's wishes. And Dan did not go there. If anyone is in any kind of political office, I don't care whether it be city, state, county, government, the, 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 the United States or whatever, that starts going, to get, going against what we know is right in the eyes of God, that's when we stand up and we reject it. All I'm saying to you today is think about that and pray about it before you get caught up in going against God's will here by what is going on in the world that is around us. I'm not supporting either party in any way at all. I'm simply saying to you that the word of God says here, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. The same way you don't go through red lights, the same way we don't break speed limits, ha, 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 <laughs> okay? We ought to try our best to obey the laws of man. That's the point that I'm making. So don't let, we don't cheat on our income taxes, Okay. So the point I'm making is don't thwart the blessings in your life simply by overlooking a very, very simple point that many of us miss. Don't thwart your blessings by not loving God. 1 Corinthians. Don't thwart your blessings by not loving God. 1 Corinthians 2. 
Oh, pastor, I love God. You're a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. And I just love God. Well, I can't say you don't. But ask yourself that. 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse number 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for they had not known it. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Okay? If you love God, then are you willing to obey his word? You know? All of the Pharisees and Sadducees and all the learned men of the established Jewish religion at the time, they all claimed to love God. They all claimed to love him. They all claimed to, 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 to talk and to preach on God's behalf. But yet still, Jesus Christ stood right before them, and they didn't know him. They didn't know. They didn't recognize who he was. So how much do you really love God? How much do you know? How much do you realize what God is telling you? You know, there are things that are going to be happening into your life because I say to you, and I said that prophetically last week also, that 2019 is going to be a challenge, especially for us Christians. Okay, you talk about you talk about biblical persecution. Well, I don't think it'll be on that scale. I don't think there'll be open beheadings, but you kind of see that happen now, happening now where Christianity is indeed under attack. And all I'm just saying to you that as children of God, we need to be aware that that is going on. Okay? There's more protections afforded to certain religions than it is to Christianity. And this country was founded on the Judeo-Christian construct. But there's more protections afforded to other, other, other religious groups. It's under attack. Make, no, make no, no doubt about it. Okay? But you are a child of God. And if you really love God in your, in your, in your, in your heart, and if you love God in your heart... The test is, would you be willing to do whatever it is that he's calling you to do? Would you be willing to put down or put aside something that is so near and dear to you? Would you be willing to do that? As a child of God, as a parent, and also having been a son to a mom and dad, I certainly tried to do all, everything that they told me to do. It wasn't always successful. <laughs> okay, it wasn't always successful. But if you love your parents, you try to do what, they, what they're asking you to do. Well, God is our father, okay? And, and God is, is such a powerful father. We're looking for blessings in 2019. We say that we love God, but then God appears to you in a dream. God appears to you in that still quiet place in your, in your gut, in your spirit, where you know it's God telling you to do something or telling you not to do something. But it's something that you want to hold on to so dearly that you don't want to let it go, okay? That could be a way of hindering or thwarting your blessing in 2019, there's an old Christian song that says, what's that you have in your hand? If you're willing to lose it, I can use it. This is what God says. What in your life might you be holding on so dearly to? Be it a person, be it a thing, be it a thought, be it a habit or whatever. 2019 is going to call you to the, This is going to be Texas Hold'em poker like you've never seen before because God's going to be calling your hand. And if you want to make it through 2019 and still remain prosperous, you've got to think about, Lord, I don't want to do anything to thwart or hinder any blessings that you may have in store for me. Why? Because I love you, Lord. I love you. And I, and I trust you. How can we thwart God's blessings? It's very, very simple to do so. We don't realize it many times. We can thwart God's blessings by not seeking him. Let's go to Jeremiah 29. 
And this is probably one of the biggest ones, the biggest ways that we can thwart God going. Jeremiah 29. The, the interesting thing is that many of us in this room, all of us in this room, have been blessed by God in 2018. We've been blessed. Been blessed on varying scales, varying degrees, okay? But no blessing of God is a small blessing because many times God has simply shown you what he can do. What he can do, all right? Now, don't look back to 2018 on all of the things that were there because everyone had some challenging times in 2018. But look back and look where God has blessed you. One thing I always tell married couples and, and uh, that are, some are here, that are, um, as they start growing and moving on in life, to take photographs of their first apartment. Take photographs of their first house. Take photographs of their first Christmas or whatever. Take photographs of where they first started out. And then as you grow in the Lord and as you're blessed and you take photographs, take photographs of every Christmas, every special occasion, and watch to see how you've grown and how you were blessed over the years. My wife and I still have some of those photographs. And being from New York, we started off in a studio apartment, you know, studio apartment with uh, one big room, had a little dining area. And our first son was, was born there and so forth. And we had the crib right there in the bedroom, living room, which had a pull-out couch, you know. And we had these little paintings on the wall and so forth. Had a fireplace at Christmas time. There was actually a cardboard fireplace. Had one of those things with the, had a bulb in it and it heated up this crackling paper that would kind of spin around and simulate fire and so forth. Or a cardboard thing that you fold it up, flatten it and put it in the closet until the next year. You know? And we looked at those pictures and we kind of just kind of chuckled. But we say, God, God bless us through those years because we never wanted for anything. Ian had a beautiful Christmas. You know, we never wanted for anything. Had food on the table, a good roof over our heads. You know, one of my cars blew up on me and whatnot. I had prayed for a, um, at the time, was a 1980 Monza Chevrolet. It was a car that I really wanted. I wanted a brown Monza. You know, I love brown. Brown Monza, tan interior. My son Brian out there is nodding because he remembers. And, uh, um, and I prayed and prayed for this car. This car blew up. It was in the winter month and it was very, very cold. And I called up a dealer. I said, the Lord said, go and call up and find a Monza. So I followed him and called up a dealer and, he said, yeah, we do have Monzas in stock. And as a matter of fact, we have one left, you know. And I said, oh. He said, why don't you come on down? It was snow, heavy snow. I remember we called a taxi. I had $600 in the bank, $600 to my name. I wonder, how am I going to buy this car? Now, it's a brand new car. So we get down there to the parking, uh, to the dealership. And he says, out in the back, back thing there, in the back part of the lot, and it was so, so much heavy snow, they had the cars covered with a tarp. He pulled back the tarp and all the snow flew off. And here it is, brown Monza, opened up the door, beige interior, stick shift. Exactly what I've been praying for. The devil comes in, you'll never get it. You only got $600. So the dealer, of course, he's come on inside. You know, he's got his plaid sport jacket, the real salesman thing, you know, and big cigar. No, I'm just kidding there. But he's the typical salesman. Now the pressure comes on, you know, and I say, hi. So, yes, I love it. It's exactly what I've been wanting and so forth. $600. He says, oh, $600, huh? And he didn't laugh me out of the showroom. He said, all right, well, let's see what can happen. 
He put through the paperwork, and they didn't have the speedy stuff like they have today. He says, we'll give you a call and whatnot. And I walked away praying for credit approval. I went away praying and so forth like that. And we got notified in a couple of days. The deal went through. They took the $600, and I got the car. Okay? Little blessings. Little blessings. I've never forgotten that to this day. Because God demonstrated to them, to me then, that in, in, in the smallest things, okay, that God is there. The, the things that seem to be impossible, impossible to man, God can make happen to you. This is where you're going to be in 2019. So don't take God, don't take God like as a whim, as like he can't make it happen. Something that you're hoping and that you're praying for right now will indeed come to pass. But don't thwart the blessing that God has by doing and falling trapped to some of the things that we just read. You've got to have blind faith. You've got to just have trust. You've got to keep doing what God is telling you to do. You've got to do what he's calling you to do. And, and the things that where you're feeling doubtful, that's simply the enemy trying to make you lose your faith and to take you further away from God. If you're willing to be strong, and I mean, and what I'm talking about here deals with every single aspect of your life, be it material things, be it family matters, be it, be it health issues, anything indeed in your life, God can manage and God can bring you through and God can bless you in spades. I've been there. I've been there. Okay? I stand before you a blessed man. I stand before you a blessed man. And I say to you that God can do the same in your life and will do and wants to. Jeremiah 29 here in closing, verse number 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Underline with all your heart. When you shall search with, for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and, and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. It says that in verse, verse 14, and I will be found by you. If you shall seek me in verse 13 and search with all your heart. When you seek and you searching for God. And there's something on your heart that you're praying for, an issue that you need to eliminate, it's something that you need to take care of. Are you seeking and searching God with all of your heart? You know, many times in life, there are many people that have come to the Lord out of desperation. God does not want you to always seek him out of desperation. But you know, when it, you know what it feels like when you want something desperately, when you need something desperately done, when you desperately need something to happen in your life. And then you go running after God. That's seeking him with all your heart because you really, really need something. What I'm saying to you is, in 2019, get to that point that that's how you are all the time. Not simply seeking God because you need something or that you want something, but seeking God because you want to know him. And I'm saying to you today that this could be a life changer for you and you can get to the place that you can learn to pray to God and really seek him because you want to get to know him. Okay? When Solomon prayed to God and, and he, he didn't, wasn't praying for material things, but he was, was praying for how to manage the Jewish people at that time. And God told Solomon, he said, he said, because you came to me not asking for things, I'm going to give you the most valuable. That is wisdom. God blessed him with wisdom. And you know Solomon has the reputation of being the wisest man of all time. 
When you are seeking God with all of your heart, he will bless you in ways in addition to the material things that you need or the issues of life that you need to accomplish. God will bless you in ways which will make you see things that others do not see. God will bless you in ways that will help you to make decisions that others will not be able to make. The reason that many of you have prospered and are are where you are today and where you can see that the things in the past that you overcame with God's help was because you decided to do something. And maybe if someone else not being a child of God was in that same place as you, they would have decided to do something else. But you chose and you did what God told you to do. Now, this is critical for 2019. The things that you're praying for, the things that you're hoping for, the things that you need to accomplish. When God starts giving you answers, you hear what God is saying to you. If you're uncertain, the little bit of doubt starts creeping in. Then you run back to God speedily and you seek God. You seek him out. And it's very, very simple. It's not a ritual thing. You don't have to write light eight candles and stand on one foot and dance around during the full moon. It's very, very simple. You go to God and you say, Lord, I need you. Talk to me, Lord. This is what I think you're saying to me. This is what I believe I'm hearing from you. And Lord God, I'm going to do that which I understand you to me and I'm going to do it. And if it's not you, this is not what you want me to do, then Lord, then you stop me. Let me know in advance. Let me know beforehand. And then lastly... Don't go listening to listening to to well-doers. Don't go listening to those around you that may be telling you what I think you should do, what I think you should do, trying to give you all of this help. Amen. They may love you dearly. They may want the best for you, but they're not God. Okay, they're not God. All right. And I don't care whether they're Christians or non-Christians. If God is talking to you in 2019 and trust me, he's going to you because he's going to because I give you something else. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. No one knows when Jesus is going to return. The word of God says that even Jesus said that I don't know. Jesus said I'll go when the Father tells me to return. But I'm telling you this, the clock is ticking. And many of us can feel like there's a rubber band that's being stretched, 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 and it's getting thinner and thinner, and it's about to pop. Okay? Don't be caught on the side there where that rubber band is popping. You be there on the advance, God, where God, where God is going to have you to be if you're willing to seek him. Seek him. That's all I can do is seek him. And, and, you, and a real simple way to equate that is if you, if there was ever anything in your life that you really wanted badly, something that required research for especially. And those of us that are into gadgets, you know exactly what that feels like. You're on Amazon, you're on every single PC mag, CNET. I mean, you're, you're searching and you're digging and you're seeking and you're seeking to find out all that you can about that particular gadget before you take the plunge and buy it. You know what that's like. Well, that's the same way you need to seek God. With that same, that same diligence, with that same drive, okay? Because things in 2019 are going to be different. But they're going to be different in a wondrous way. It doesn't mean the challenges won't come, but it's going to be it's going to be a different year. You're going to see things. You're going to see signs and wonders if you're willing to see them. The only reason that we don't see more miracles is because many people don't believe in miracles. Okay, it's the only reason. Miracles are there for the asking. I've seen them. I've had them happen to me in my life. Six hundred dollar car to me was a miracle. (laughs) Amen. Amen. 
They're there for you. Therefore, they're asking in 2019. So let's be prepared. Be prepared. Seek God with all of your heart. Seek him. Your destiny in 2019 is your choice. Genesis 12, 4 says that Abram went as the Lord has told him. And you all know the story there. Genesis 12, 1. Abraham was told, to, told by God to leave the land that you're in. I'm going to send you to a new land to leave your family and so forth behind and to just go. And the word of God says, and Abraham went. God said, if you go, that I'm going to make of you, you know, your descendants will be as the, the stars in the sky, the sands of the sea, and so forth. And we know, we know what happened with Abraham. How he was mightily, mightily blessed because he did what God told him to do. At the end of the day, it was Abraham's choice to say yes or to say no. If he had said no, he would have missed out on all that God had in store for him. God's putting that choice before you today. As you begin this journey, know that you're not alone. God is with you and he's going to do a new thing. The only one that can hinder that is you. So make the choice here today. And that choice here today may require you to give up something that is so near and dear to you, something that you have fun doing, something that you may really, you know, just spend a lot of time in doing. But God may be saying, instead of spending time with that, spend some time with me. Okay? You know, and, and I will just say this in closing again. I say, you never know that the last words that you hear from God could be the last words that you hear. You need to listen. You don't know what's going to befall you on the day that you're leaving the house. You've got to get in the habit of praying to God. I'm not trying to frighten you with doom and gloom, but what I'm saying to you is that we need to get to the point that God is, is, is who we trust, is who we rely on as the source for starting every single day. Every single day. Things can happen instantaneously. Amen? Amen? So praise God. I pray that you go forth in 2019 and be richly, richly blessed. Continue to look for for God in every aspect of your life, and he will continue working in his life, in your life. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing for you. And now, before we close, let us honor God with our tithes and offerings.